All right, so we're going to start this. So um, today's daf is daf Lamed Aleph in Masechus Tainus, and we pick up on the very top line, Rev Masna Amar. Okay, we're on our final daf of Masechus Tainus. Make a siyum, Bez Hashem. Uh, we'll talk about uh, the party afterwards, but right now we're Mama's going to be Messiah, the Masechta. It's a short daf for us, so hopefully we'll be able to spend a little bit more time um, pulling and extrapolating messages from each statement, each b'risa. Rav Masna Omar, top line, here we go. Rav Masna says, again, we're going through the various reasons that Tuba of is a national holiday, is a, is a day of joy for Klal Yisro. So Rav Masna says, you know what else happened on Tuba of? Yom Shenisnu Haruge Besar Likvuro on the 15th of Av was the day that the Yidin killed in Beitar were allowed to be brought to burial, part of the last stages that the Romans did in sending us into Gaulus. And as they took care of the destruction, was they killed out many, many tzaddikim in Beitar, and they made a decree that none of the bodies were permitted to be buried. And on the 15th day of Av, um, we received permission to bury them. The Omar of Masna. And Rav Masna explains, The famous bracha that a Yid makes whenever we have a joyous occasion um, that has multiple uh, people involved is we make a bracha of Hatoiv Vahametiv. All right? We also know there's, there's other times make a Hatoiv Vahametiv as well. I shouldn't have said multiple people. I, would me- I meant that as opposed to a Shechianu. Well, we make a teva metiv on good wine, so on and so forth, okay? So, tiknu b'yavna teva metiv. Why did this bracha come about of hatoiv, ha'kodesh baruch who gives good v'metiv and keeps giving good? Hatoiv shalai hisrichu, they made a bracha. Thank you, Hashem, for the goodness that the bodies did not rot. V'hametiv shenitnu l'kvura. And also ha'metiv, that we're zaycha to bring them to burial. Now, this is so fascinating because what you see from here is that a Yid makes a Toiva Metiv on things that originally were bad, so to speak, and now it's good. You'd think, when was a Toiva established? When there was only goodness. There was no, nothing bad that happened. Everything is good and good and good. Ah, Toiva Metiv, the good's never ending. That's a Toiva Metiv. It's interesting that the Hatayva Hametiv of a Yid comes about through a tzara. That even though there's a tzara that was sent to Klal Yisrael, but when we're pulled out of that tzara, that's when we're making Hatayva Hametiv. Because we're recognizing that really everything is good. And although right now it's plan B, we'll call it, that's how the world was created as well. HaKadosh Baruch Hu made the world, think about it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu looks back on all six days of creation and he says it's Taiv Ma'id. It's amazing, it's very good. What do you mean it's Taiv Ma'id? The world by the end of the sixth day was already messed up. You already had the Averis. You already had the, the moon being changed to a mere reflection of the sun. It wasn't plan A of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's creation. Even by the time creation was done, things were already messed up. But you see from the Torah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu looks back, even when it's plan B, and he says it's Taiv Ma'id. This is amazing. And the same message is given over is given over to Adam. 
the well-known Medrash tells us that during create that after each thing was created, Hakadosh Baruch Hu comes over to Adam Arishan, and he says, Adam, name this, name that, give me the names of each each part of creation, and finally, the Ebrister brings Chava in front of Adam. Now this is after the Chet. This is after the sin. Says Rabbi Yitzhak Zolberstein, you know what Adam should have named Chava? Mrs. Chevra Kadisha. He should have looked at his wife and said, you just brought death to the world. What's your problem? You caused sin. Hello, Mrs. Chevra Kadisha. But instead he looks at her and he names her Chava. She's Ein Kolchai. You are the mother of all creation. He takes, yes, there already was negative, something bad. He takes the good, he focuses, he says, I'm going to build with that. Adam takes Chai, I'm going to build with Chava. Because Baruch Hu looks back at the world, he says, the world is Taiv Ma'id. And a Yid, even after such a destruction like Beitar, we come back, we see the miracle that the bodies didn't decompose, where we see this chus, the merit we have to bury these bodies, and we say, Thank you so much for the opportunity and the miracles that we currently have in our lives. Another reason why Tuba of is a happy day. Let's keep reading. Fifth line. Tubaov was the day where they stopped cutting trees um, for the Mizbeach. In other words, they, they had enough. They had enough uh, wood. From the 15th day of Av and onwards, that's when the summertime starts cooling off a drop. And therefore they would start cutting down trees because they didn't have the extreme dryness which was necessary. Um, Menashe says, They called that day the day when um, the, those who would break with the axes stopped working. From the tuba of in the summer and onwards, Demaisif Yaisif, listen to this. It's important to add more time to a person's daily Torah learning. And if you add on Yaisif, you will have more life. Udilay Maisif, and if you don't add on, Yayasif, Khasfashalam, the days will be gathered together, gathered in. Mayasif, what does that mean? Amr Ab Yaisif, Tikvare Ime, the mother will bury him. Rashi says a person can chas v'shalom do, uh, pass away before their time. What does this mean? It's a very important message. It's very difficult for me to say, but Rabbi Yosef is telling us all we really have as far as life is our time. If a person uses their time wisely, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'll give you more time. And if a person wastes their life, and waste their time. Hashem says, okay, so I'll take away the time. I'll give time to those who use it. If a person, chas v'shalom, doesn't use their time, it can cause that a person, chas v'shalom, pass away before their original allotted time. Okay. Next part of the Mishnah said, Shebehem b'nai Yishlaim v'chulu. On the 15th day of Yishlaim, on the 15th day of Av, the daughters of Yishlaim would go out. Tan Rabban, the rabbis learned, so should we, Bas Melech, Shealish, Bas Kain Gadol. If she was a princess, she would borrow the garments from a Bas Kain Gadol. Meaning, even if they walked in different financial circles, the Bas Kain Gadol was also wealthy. 
But even, even girls who walked in, in uh, what we'll call the, the upper financial classes, they were also obligated to borrow from other girls. Bas Kain Gadol and Basigan, the Gadol would borrow from the girls of the assistant Kain Gadol, the daughter of a Sagan would borrow from Meshuach Mohammed, who was a Kayan underneath him. Ubas Meshuach Mohammed, a regular Kayan, and every regular year, Yiddish girl would borrow clothing from each other in order not to embarrass somebody who doesn't have either at all or not as nice. And this way, at least everybody knew whatever you were doing, whatever you were wearing was not yours. Ah, you're wearing Gucci. You're wearing this. All right, it's fine. It's borrowed. It's not impressive. You're not gonna. You're not gonna stick out. And this theme, of that, at certain points of the Jewish year, everybody needs to be in the same boat, doing the same thing, is going to repeat itself, um, uh, as as uh, as we'll see. Now, it's interesting because there are times where we're supposed to be wearing our own clothes, but there's times you don't. For example, Yom Kippur. You take off your leather shoes. There's a certain day of the year where there's no leather. What's leather? It comes from an animal. It's a hide of an animal. Okay? One of the reasons given, it's not the only reason, one of the reasons given why you don't wear leather on Yom Kippur on a, on a day of Kedusha, a day of Tara, and one of the reasons why Maishu Rabbeinu had to remove his shoes because Brogel spoke to him is because why is a human being allowed to wear leather? Because we are the pinnacle of creation and we're allowed to show that animals are here to help the human being accomplish. So that's why we're allowed to eat meat. That's why we're allowed to wear fur. That's why we're allowed to eat leather. That's why we're allowed to bring sacrifices. But there are certain times, specific times, where it's the wrong time to show that. For example, Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur, you come to the Bansha, you're supposed to be showing that you're one up on an animal? No, you're not supposed to be showing one up on anything. We're supposed to come in front of the Bansha with humility. The Bansha, I'm just here in front of you, just like anything else. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu talks to Moshe Rabbeinu, he says, take your shoes off. Why? Because it's not the right time. Tuba of was not the right time for the families, the girls of each family, to be showing what they have. The wrong day of the year. And afterwards, all the garments that were worn needed needed tvila. They need to be put into the Kela mikvah. Omar of says, even the ones that weren't ever worn, they just sat in the drawers. Also, they required tevila. Okay, no matter what, anything, anything that was a part of this program, we'll call it, automatically needed to be tevilaed. Why? So there shouldn't be some people going and tevilaing by the mikvah, other people not. They're going to have a middle ground. What if somebody, you know, what if somebody says, I know it wasn't needed anyways. Uh, any clothing involved was immersed. And how would they go out and find shaduchim? No, the Gemara is going to tell us something very important. It doesn't say they went to a Shadchan. says the Gemara. Nothing on Shadchanim, matchmakers. Right? But there was another way that they did this. The young girls of Klaiso went and they would dance amongst the vineyards. Tana we learned in a Braisa, if somebody was looking for a Shadduch, they were looking to get married, they'd go out to this area. The rabbis learned and so should we. Now, even though they were all dancing in a circle and wearing borrowed clothing, each category, we're going to list a couple of, a few categories here. Each category did mention their Mila. 
Okay, they mention their their pro, what they you know what they have going for them. Okay, says the Brisa, the beautiful ones. What did they say? They said Physical attraction is important. So the good-looking ladies, they said, you know, use this, um, use this thing that we have going for us in choosing your shidduch. Okay. And the girls that came from Meyuchasdika families, what does this mean? They came from homes where they were taught how to start families, how do you, how do you properly raise a godly mishpacha. What did they say? What did they say? Look at the family. When we get married, we hope to be able to start a home, start a family. So it's worthwhile to focus on on our roots, where we come from. You want to start a family? We are people who know how to start families. That is our Mila. Now it doesn't mean nobody else can, but they're letting them know we have we already have this experience, right? And the ones who were mechuarais, what did they say? Okay, what did they say? Now mechuarais means they didn't have much going for them. They didn't have the physical beauty, they didn't have the yichos, they were, you know, didn't anything, nothing particular that stood out. Listen to this precious, precious Bryce. What did they say? Marry us As long as you give us jewelry. As long as you give us jewelry. It is, what does this mean? What they're saying is, is beautiful. I want to preface the message with a story. Okay? There's a guy who comes from tremendous yichus. His father's a rebbe. His grandfather's a rebbe. His aunts, his uncles, tremendous yichus. He's walking around the yeshiva for years. You know who my father is. You know who my mother is. Do you know who my zayd is? Do you know All he does is walk around. He walks around the yeshiva just telling everybody, oh, you know my last name? Finally, there was one Balchuva in the yeshiva who decides he's fed up with this guy. Balchuva was a serious student. The next time it came up over lunch, this guy's like, yeah, but my grandfather is this, this. Balchuva looks at him and says, let me tell you something. It's very nice that you have yichus. But let me tell you something. Your yichus Ends with you. Mine starts with me. What are you doing? You're walking around talking about how great your grandfather is. You don't even crack a book. You don't do a chay. What are you doing with your life? Garnished. Very nice you have yichas, but it's ending with you. What are you doing? Mine, I'll, I'll start my own yichas. Yeah? I don't need that. That's what these girls are saying. That's the answer. These girls are saying... We may not have the background. We may not have anything. All we need is to be adorned with beauty. Yeah, We could bring something to the table. And granted, these other people are coming with a background, but we've, we're going to offer you the future. And by the way, very often, this is how it goes. It's the simple ones that you get the furthest with. And it's the fancy schmancy ones that you have a harder time with. The ones that know how to live with less, they just live, they're not spoiled, they're not this, they're not so into themselves. Those are very often times 
the ones that, that raise the most beautiful, beautiful families, have the best relationships, you know. But we're also saying, you know, there's another message here as well I want to share, by the way. And that is, the outer beauty is fake. All you need is a makeup artist and a little bit of jewelry. And these girls are saying, we can also be that. We just can't afford a makeup artist right now, right? But put us in a situation, we can also bring to the table, you know, what these other, what these other young ladies are. Amar Ula Bira Amar Rebbe Lazar. Listen to this. Ula Bira says in the name of Rebbe Lazar. Asir HaKadosh Baruch Hu in Gan Eden, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has one circle. Such a hush of a statement. There's a circle of tzaddikim. V'yayshev b'neim b'gena, because Baruch Hu sits in the center of them. V'kol echad v'echad marabez boy. And as they're going around the circle, each tzaddik points to the center with his finger. Hasidish, Svardish, Litvish, you name it. Anybody who lived their life to make a Kiddush Hashem. They're all in an equidistant circle. That's what's unique about a circle. This is why the women danced in a circle. And this is all, Rabbi Ravinsky pointed this out to me. This is also why Yidin dance in a circle. You know why Jews always dance in a circle? You go to a wedding, you go to... Because a circle's equidistant. And the way that Yidin dance is, nobody's in front and nobody's in the back. We're all the same distance from the center. I'm not better than you, you're not better than me. And by the way, I want to hear something beautiful. Also, Rabbi Ravinsky shared this with me. Tuba of. Yeah, Tuba of. Tesvav, I think he says something today, Yisoschar. Tesvav is Gematria 15. Right? That's Tuba. What's the 15th letter of the Aleph base? A Samach, a circle. And look, 2, 15, Be Aleph base of. Two bit of the fifteenth letter in of in Aleph Bez is Samach, the circle. Okay, a very uh, very interesting zap. And in Gan Eden, we're equidistant. Shinamar and everybody points to Rabbanim and says, "This is what I live for." Shinamar says, "Vamar ba'yaymahu hinealekenu zeding." I say in that day, this is our Rabbanim Zekivinu lai. This is who we hoped for. Ve'ishienu, and he saved us. Zehashem kivinu lai. We put our hope in him. Nagila. The Nisbucha Bishu Asai, we will rejoice and we will be glad, Bishu Asai, in the salvation of the Rabbinah Shalaylam. Hadron Allah, Bishlaisha Prakum, Musliklam Masechis Tainis. Hadron Allah, Bishlaisha Prakum, Musliklam Masechis Tainis. Hadron Allah, Bishlaisha Prakum, Musliklam Masechis Tainis. Malzav, everybody finished Masechis Tainis. Bez Hashem, we will pick up tomorrow evening. I just want to end with, with one more short vart on this last statement of Ula, it doesn't have to do with Elam Haba, but the, the, the uh, Sfarim teach us that Gan Eden, Elam Haba, is a reflection of Elam Hazeh. So one of my Rebbein once shared with me, he says the same way, Asir HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the same way in the future, everybody stands in a circle around the Shekhinah, it works the same way in this world as well. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's in this world and we are always in a circle around the Rabbi Yisham. What does that mean? Seher Tzachayim. Listen closely. There's no such thing as one Jew being any closer 
to the Rebbeinu Shalom than another Jew. And there's no such thing as a Yid being further. We are always equidistant. There's no such thing as a Yid who says, I'm too far from God. So what is it? How does it work? Here's how it works. It works like a magnetic pull. I believe this from Revolva. It works like a magnetic pull. When you're in tune, we're all equidistant, always. But the more in tune we are with our mitzvot and our good deeds, our maizim taivim, the more of a bond and a feeling of connection there is to that shechina. There's a, there's, there's a magnetic pull where, oh, it just feels good with their banishla. But when chas v'shalom, God forbid we do averis, we're not further. But what it does is it puts up mechitzas. It puts up like a blockage and the magnetic pull is weakened. So really, every person is always the same distance. And this is a chesed. We can never be far from the Banjalim. But it's up to us to determine how strong of a pull, how, how pulled is my heart to the Banjalim? How connected am I? How, how tapped in am I to the Shekhinah? That's the choice we make. But it's important to know we are never closer and we are never too far either. We'll hold it here. Hashem, we'll pick up from brand new Masechus Megillah. Same time. Uh, 5.30 p.m. Central. Bez Hashem, hopefully from Yerushalayim. Uh, mazel tov to everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.